You know, I've been thinking about my favorite Christmas memories, and the earliest I can recall was sitting with my mom and dad in the house and playing Christmas records. Not Christmas records, no, one Christmas record. It was Bing Crosby's White Christmas. And I loved that so much that my parents would put it on in Thanksgiving, and they'd spin it for about 12 months. Now, that same record is still playing in our house, and my parents haven't had a turntable since about 1983. <laughs> they love it, and so do I. Now, no one can sing like Bing. So I wanted to show you something very cool that we found. This is from his 1971 NBC Christmas special. Check it out. About 25 years ago, Mr. Irving Berlin strung together a clutch of words and music that had become sort of a special sound of Christmas to a lot of people. Now, if I may... I'd Excuse like me. I'm sorry, Mr. Crosby. I don't want to interrupt one of my heroes, but I was just wondering if maybe we could sing White Christmas together. Nope. I didn't expect that answer. Okay, as you were saying... As I was saying, uh, Mr. Berlin wrote this song uh, 25 you know, it's, years ago. It's just one of my favorite Christmas songs, and I was just talking about Not a chance. It. Seems to be an excess of zeal here this evening. I applaud zeal, but after all, there are... See, Mr. Crosby, this is my Christmas special. And Forget it. I promised my mom that I would be singing with you. And I have the technology, but I will let you go first. That's for you, Ben. 
Thank you so much for being a part of this Christmas festival. Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. and all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. We're glad you're here for the live show every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, where we give you a good dose of the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. You don't hear that anywhere else. We welcome your opinions. We welcome your calls. Hopefully you'll back it up with facts. 636-348-4460. Kevin Slayton with you on this Thursday morning. It's supposed to be warm again in the Midwest, which is odd. Just the other day it was in the 20s. Such bizarre weather. But we love it here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court. And we love it that you're listening with us because you have made us what we are, top 5% worldwide podcast. Thank you, our listeners, our wunderbar listeners. We greatly appreciate everything you've done for us, and we are thankful. Now, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who else is thankful. Everyone who has called Jordan Krugman and gotten their health insurance straightened out, they're thankful. That would include me, by the way. I was one of those people that thought I had great health insurance, then ran into Jordan Krugman, and he convinced me, why don't you let me take a look at it? Just let me take a look at it, see if you have what you think you have. So I did, and I found that I didn't have what I thought I had, and now I do, thanks to Jordan Krugman. You can find him online, thehealthinsuranceguy.net, 314-602-4055, that's where you can call Jordan, like I do. It's open enrollment. It started Jan- uh, November 1st. It ends January 15th. Now, at all costs, avoid Obamacare. No matter what you do, avoid Obamacare. I don't say that because I can't stomach Obama, and I can't. But it's pathetic. Unless you want to play- pay sky-high premiums, you don't need it. Maybe last resort, there's nothing else available to you, but there is. Call Jordan. He has low-cost, comprehensive alternatives that you may or may not have ever heard of. 
A lot of them I didn't. Zero deductibles? I didn't know they had such a thing. Every plan that Jordan designed specifically for you as your broker, he's not an insurance agent for a company, he's a broker, he'll design it specifically for you to eliminate your out-of-pocket costs. Isn't that good news? He's licensed in 23 states, including Missouri and Illinois. All of your appointments can be done virtually from the comfort of your own home. And as I said, he's a broker, so what he'll do is design your plan for you based on your financial needs and your health insurance needs. Then he'll take that plan to each insurance company and get you the best deal. And he'll never charge a broker fee. Never. How about that? If you are approaching age 65 and you're being inundated with Medicare propaganda from the insurance companies in your mailbox, throw it away. Call Jordan. Let him explain Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans. He'll make it simple and easy. He'll let you know that most Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium. I don't think the insurance company will let you know that. Did you know that there are new options that cover pre-existing conditions? All of the elderly people, their first question is, what about pre-existing conditions? That's been the big bugaboo in Washington with national health insurance. There are new options that cover that. Lots of extras, gym memberships, transportation services, hearing aids. Jordan Krugman, thehealthinsuranceguy.net, 314-602-4055. Well, a lot is going on. Our esteemed president was in Colorado, who knows why, at you know promoting some green energy baloney. That's always hilarious. <laughs> and I mean hilarious. Don't you get a kick out of it when that clown starts talking about green energy? He's green. <laughs> it's just funny. Anyone as dumb as he is. He, you know, he's talking about how prices are still too high and he's or basically ordering companies to bring them down. Well, you're the one who raised them, lunatic. Just lower the prices because I say so. Okay. We'll go ahead and do that for you. Oh, it's too good. Have you seen what happened with this little boy in Kansas City, the Chiefs fan? He wore a headdress to the game. He painted half of his face uh, red and half of it black in the Chiefs colors. And, of course, a black, bigoted, racist writer for Deadspin attacked this child. Nine years old, attacked him. Of course, the black guy is a complete and total racist. And... Sadly, the child now is known worldwide. You're going to hear from that child. You're going to hear from his dad this morning, and you hear Sage Steele respond to it all. But here's what I love about Chiefs Nation. Chiefs fans in Kansas City for their 12-10 game, their December 10th game against Buffalo, have all gotten together online and everywhere else in Kansas City, and they've said that they'll all paint their faces like this young boy did. That's going to be a scene to remember. I wish the Chiefs were at home this weekend, but they'll be in uh, Green Bay. But two weeks, ten days from now, they'll be at Arrowhead. I can't wait to see that one. I wonder if Taylor Swift will do it. You know what? If she were smart, she would. She'd go to the game, paint her face half black, half uh, red. But being such a liberal, she she might not. Somehow liberals will associate that with some sort of bad thing. It's how med- uh, mentally disabled they are. And they are. 
There's something wrong with them. They all need that monster energy drink, every last one of them. I mean, don't you want to get a punch of energy to start your day? It's Thursday. We're coming closer and closer to the weekend. You want to focus today and tomorrow because the weekend is here. Wrap your business week up really well. Get ready. Be at your best. Top of your game. Have the most badass energy drink on the planet. Monster energy drink. Unleash the beast in you. It's not a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. I just had my Zero Ultra. Zero Ultra has no sugar and only 10 carbs. That's the one I drink every single day. And I'm glad I do because I like Monster Energy Drink and the way they celebrate events that they're behind and that they sponsor. They celebrate athletes that they sponsor. How do they celebrate the events? They throw parties around the event. They make it into the coolest event you can even ever believe. And they turn that into a reality for you, the fans. I love it. I love the way they do it. So I'll unleash the beast in me every day with Monster Energy Drink. And it sounds like a lot of people are too. We gave away a lot of swag yesterday at Friendly's. We'll have more to give away today at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri on Bryan Road. We'll have Monster Energy Drink things to give away to you today. So come on out there and say hello. Noon to 2 we'll be there in our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. And we'll have some fun. But not as much fun as listening to Biden talk. You know, there are some things in this world that are fun, other things funny. But in Biden's case, it's fun and funny. And just listening to him talk. (laughs) It's funny. I mean, it's really funny. He's now decided that Donald Trump, who holds no office at, at this time as we speak, is a congressman. Listen closely. Instead of cutting them or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do. <laughs> Congressman Trump and Bobert. It's Bobert, and she's a congresswoman. And Donald Trump is not a congressman, never has been. Instead of cutting them or like Congressman Trump and Bob were going to do. Shouldn't he be out of office just for that? I mean, honestly, everybody has a slip of the tongue. Everybody can stumble over a, a couple of words, but no one stumbles up steps on stages, on words, on everything like this clown. And when he's reading from the teleprompter, it's hilarious because he'll read it at some point so fast that you can tell he just wants to get through it safely. And yet he'll, he'll run on words. Remember the run on words? They'll run into each other and you have no idea what he's talking about. And his constant mispronunciation of the word manufacturing has become laughable. It's not manufacturing, but he thinks it is. It's like when Kit Bond used to try to pronounce the state from which he was a senator. It's Missouri. It's not Missouri. Never has been, never will be. It's manufacturing. It's not manufacturing. Those are the kind of things that drive me crazy. Maybe I'm a little too picky, but that just grates on me like scratching on a chalkboard manufacturing. Shut up! And it's not Congressman Trump, you utter moron. And by the way, who is it that you actually spent time with in the Himalayas for years? Now you keep telling us it's President Xi from China, who you've spent traveled 17,000 miles with, but now you've changed it. It's not Xi, it's just some other Asian guy. I've said this, and I've said this to Deng Xiaoping in the Himalayas, and I've said this to every world leader. 
It's never, never, never been a good bet to bet against the American people. Never, never, never. Listen to him trying to suck up to you to get your vote. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Bet against the American people. First of all, he had the wrong Asian. He was talking about Xi, the president of China. That's the story he's been lying with for years now. That he and President Xi traveled 17,000 miles together. And in the Himalayas, he had a heart-to-heart with him. But now it's Zhao Dengping or some guy that he had the heart-to-heart with. Who? It's hey, To Biden... All Asians look alike. All black people look alike. He's the most bigoted president in the history of this country. And he's lost it completely. He has no idea who he's talking about. No idea what he's talking about. He just repeats the same old tired bullshit. Building the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Now the other day he called it the middle out and the bottom up. So he's, he's lost even on that. And he was talking yesterday, too, about some more of his green nonsense. Building a clean energy future made in America is part of the progress we're making growing the economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not Uh-oh. the top down. When I took office, we set a goal to produce 100 percent carbon free electricity by 2035. And because of my commitment to clean energy future made in America, clean energy companies started investing here. Does anybody want to explain that or interpret it for me? But he he started out, this time he didn't say bottom up, middle out. He said middle up, bottom out. <laughs> Which way is it going? Are you starting in the middle or at the bottom? But not the top down, he said. Bottom up, middle out, that's been his mantra. But now it's middle out, bottom up, uh, somewhere in between. I don't know who cares. Let's do it here, he said. Here. God, he's a lunatic. This is a disgrace. It's an American disgrace that we are governed by this non-entity, this guy who has no idea who he is, where he is, or why he is. He has no idea. This is not making fun of an elderly, demented man, but that's what he is. This is sounding the alarms consistently that this is a country run by an elderly, demented man who has no idea where he is, who trips up steps, who has to use the baby stairs on Air Force One, who falls off stages, who doesn't know which side to exit from or to enter from, who then decides to jog a couple of steps when he knows he's on camera to make us think he's young and spry. Look at me. What an insult to us that we're that stupid. Oh, look at Joe. He just jogged. He's fine. Everything this guy does is by design, and it's insulting to the intelligence of American people and to people worldwide. Does he think the rest of the world thinks he's up to his game when he jogs a couple of steps? He better watch out. If he jogs too closely to the steps, he'll fall up and break his nose. Because when he takes a header, baby, he does. he's not breaking his fall. That face is going to plant. And you know what? I don't care. I detest this guy so much. He's such a son of a bitch. He has political prisoners that he's torturing in gulags in Washington, and these effing Republicans won't stand up and scream every day on the House floor where they have the majority 
or on the Senate floor where they're in the minority, but it doesn't matter. They can still scream and yell at the top of their lungs. Go on the Capitol steps, have a news conference. Hell, George Santos is having a news conference right now, trying to save his skin in the Congress. Why can't Mike Johnson every day until these people are released? Why can't we impeach activist judges? I couldn't care less about Mayorkas. He's an ass. He'll be gone soon. But these judges are in there for life. This Beryl Howe, that's her name. She is the chief Nazi in the federal court system who has been brutal in sentencing these innocent people. And not one political hack is doing anything about it. What happened, Louis Gombert, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Did you lose your nerve? Matt Gates, why aren't you there? You were all there at that prison for a while, and now you've gone away. Why? Did the innocent people become less innocent? Of course not. There isn't one person in those jail cells that belongs there. Not one. Not one has committed a crime that should result in a jail sentence, lengthy or otherwise. Not one. We don't go to jail in this country for misdemeanors. We don't go to jail in this country for political persecutions. Now, I say that because that's been the 200-plus-year history of our country. It is no longer our history. Our history now has been blighted by these jail sentences to innocent Americans held hostage by the Biden regime. This is no less a blight on our country than slavery. What's worse, being held in these gulags or slavery? It's a pretty close call, isn't it? Everybody agrees slavery was a bad idea. Everybody agrees it was terrible. Everybody agrees there's no place for it in this country. But apparently everybody doesn't agree that there's no place for political prisoners. Apparently, a lot of people in this country think there is a place for it, including federal judges and a corrupt Biden regime. And there they sit. Lives ruined, turned upside down, families destroyed, jobs lost. We know for a fact what they're doing to these people because our friend Owen Schroyer is one of them. Solitary confinement, three showers a week in cold water, handcuffed while taking a shower. I thought I was reading about Nazi Germany in uh, Berlin in the 30s. I'm telling you right now, if Biden thought he could get away with it, he would gas these people. There isn't any question in my mind. He is a murderous thug. He's murdered 13 of our soldiers in Afghanistan. Who knows how many else? He, he, his regime murdered Ashley Babbitt. Who knows how many else have died because of Biden? Well, we know a lot of them have died because of this vaccine that he mandated. So he murdered them. How many murders are you going to let him get away with before you call him what he is? A murderous thug who's a coward. Just like Hitler, he has all of his henchmen do his dirty work. 
this rogue prosecutor, Jack Smith. This guy's as corrupt and cowardly as the day is long, and he's a Nazi. And I'm going to prove it to you here this morning. Why don't we just round up Biden's greatest hits from his speech yesterday before we move on? Here he was. But but I am friends with your leader, Mr. Moon. I don't, you know, home, you know we're, we're, we're good guys. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing business is, is investing $40 million to expand its factory and hire an additional 1,000 employees. Solar manufacturer Ber- Meyer Berger is building a new solar cell factory just down the road in Colorado Springs. We could use it to help millionaires and millions of families afford, instead of the millionaires and millions of families afford, a little help for senior care. <laughs> we could use it to help millionaires. Uh, I, I mean, uh, people instead of millionaires. Oh my God, this guy's, this is a puppet regime. The strings are being pulled. And as a friend of mine pointed out, puppet masters can do really horrible things since they're behind the the curtain and no one knows who they are. We know who they are. We know it's Biden being puppeteered by Obama. We know it. You don't have to be very smart to know it. We're not patting ourselves on the back. Again, can you decipher any of that for me? I'd like you to, if you can. No one can, of course. And yet, the sycophants in the media, MSNBC and their ilk, defend him to the death. The overwhelming evidence that has been accumulated by the House Oversight Committee, with all of the hard work of Jamie Comer and all of his staff and all of the other people in Congress who are working on it, Nancy Mace, uh, Elise Stefanik, Jim Jordan, all of those people. All of the subpoenas they've had to fight with activist judges to get. All of the bank records they've obtained. Bank records don't lie. And yet, the media people say, there's no evidence. There's two witnesses that are, (laughs) who cares about them, says Willie Geist. And remember, guys, a couple of star witnesses, one, a business partner of of Hunter Biden's, he showed up and said, well, not didn't really do anything with the president. He put him on speakerphone at dinner a couple of times, but they never talked about business. And the other star witness, Joe, you remember, I think is still on the lam. Yeah. The guy who's an agent of the Chinese government, a uh, Middle Eastern arms dealer or something like that. Yeah. That was a star witness who who just vanished. And I think they're still looking for Jet starting quarterback. And they try they try to make a scandal out of that. Yeah. And then a couple of days later we find out the reason he's vanished he's an international fugitive illegal arms dealer he sold iranian oil smuggled it illegally Mm -hmm. to the communist chinese wow not one mention of bank records first of all that they mischaracterize what devin archer testified to Big Joe was part of the meetings. Big Joe was on the speakerphone at the meetings. And yet all of the media wrote articles and broadcasts saying that Devin Archer contradicted the, the Republicans' version of events. No, he didn't. He backed them up. It was Biden who said he never spoke to Hunter about any of his business dealings. And yet we now know that through Devin Archer that Biden not only spoke to Hunter, but spoke to his business partners about his business dealings.
Willie Geist. How many of these people get on the air because of their daddies? He's one of them. He's completely incompetent. This guy came along over at NBC, and they, they thought he might be the heir apparent to Matt, um, what was his name, the pervert Matt, uh, can't think of his name, the guy who kept uh, locking women in his office, trying to boink him right there in his office, Matt Lauer. But Will, poor little Willie, when Lauer got bounced, never got it, not, never got promoted. So they dispatched him to MSNB Hee which no one watches. And Scarborough, of course. Listen to Scarborough lecture Republicans with this nonsense. And for Republicans who have ears to hear, hear. Because this is what Republicans, Mika, have overlooked from the start of this Hunter uh, Hunter Biden uh, uh, hunt that, that, that they're on, to try to find something to attack him. Mike Barnacle... Just said every family. Yeah. Our most families have a situation, maybe not just like Hunter Biden, but a situation where they don't want their children attacked publicly. They look at Joe Biden as a father and say, you got problems with Joe Biden. Go after Joe Biden. Leave the kids alone. For the most part, Mm -hmm. that's the case. They still don't understand that in that first debate when Donald Trump attacked Hunter Biden, attacked Joe Biden's son, they don't understand how much that backfired. You know why they don't understand how much that backfired? Because it didn't. You stupid ass. Enough of your lecturing. Leave the lecturing to that idiot bobblehead sitting next to you that you married. She's an idiot. So lecture her. But we don't need your pontificating and your lecturing, Scarborough, morning joke. I've got news for you. Hunter Biden wasn't attacked. Hunter Biden has been investigated because Hunter Biden is a criminal. So when the president of the United States has a criminal son that the president involved by saying he's never spoken to him about his criminal business dealings, The investigation certainly included both. And then when bank records detailing Joe Biden's involvement and emails and texts and eyewitness accounts that Hunter Biden was reserving 10% for the big guy, that's called an investigation, not an attack. And this business about Mike Barnacle, who's a complete liberal freak, who say, oh, most families have have drug addicts. No, most families don't. I've got news for both of you. If you have drug addicts in your family, that's rather unique. It's not commonplace. More than there should be, but far from commonplace. And to say most families, please. I don't know a single family that has a drug addict in their family. Not a single one. And most people don't. So you're lying again in order to try to paint Hunter Biden as some sympathetic figure and the Biden crime family as some some sympathetic syndicate. Leave the kids alone. Hunter Biden injected himself by being a criminal. Do you see how that works, Scarborough? 
Hunter Biden used his dad in order to carry out his criminal activities. And daddy was more than happy to go along. And the evidence says so, jackass. Again, leave your lecturing to little Mika, the little meek bobblehead that sits next to you and nods every time you open your illiterate mouth. Let her nod. That's what she does best. But just for the hell of it, let's let little Mika weigh in because that's high comedy. Voters know Joe Biden, and that's the problem here. To your point, uh, every family knows or struggles with mental health challenges or knows someone who has struggled and suffered, as Hunter has, and has done things that are against their core values. Every family is struggling in some way. Another thing voters are, many of them, parents. And when you go after Joe Biden's son, as you pointed out, the reason why it was such a turnoff is because it not only was it his son, this is remaining son. Like, how sick can you be? Especially when you don't have any evidence. Oh, that's my favorite. How sick can you be, especially when you don't have any evidence? <laughs> that woman needs to be muzzled. She could be, and, and this is a hard bar to, to pass, she could be dumber than Ainsley Earhart. And I think she is. I'm sorry, but I think she is. Ainsley, you're no longer the dumbest woman on television. Because this stooge when she opens her mouth, is actually dumber than you are. Wow. What an accomplishment. Once again, every family has these. No, every family doesn't. Maybe you do, but every family doesn't. For instance, I have three brothers and a sister. None of them in their families have a drug addict. That's odd. I thought every family did. My family growing up, no one was a drug addict. None of our kids in the neighborhood, none of my friends that I went to school with, none of them were drug addicts. And none of their family members were. And you say, well, they would have kept it quiet. No, 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 no. You find out who they are. Even Mika tells you that because she says every family has one, so how does she know? But every family. And poor little Hunter, he just violated his core values. Hunter Biden never had any core values. Neither does the old man. The old man has been a lying criminal bigot ever since he's been alive. Every family. And it's such a turnoff because he's the only son. We know Bo Biden died a hero's death on the battlefields of Afghanistan. That's what, or Iraq, or some foreign country. Maybe in a Gaza. Maybe he died in Gaza fighting the Hamas people. Who knows what story Biden will tell about his son who died of brain cancer right here in the United States. Sad death, tragic death, but not a hero's death on the battlefield. He's his only son. Oh, oh as if that makes any difference. Hey, let Hunter rob banks. Let him knock off the government. Let him uh, shake down foreign governments. Let him rape, let him do whatever he wants. Because he's the only son. All crimes are okay. Murder, you can do whatever you want. And you can't say anything because he's his only son. And how sick would that be, says Mika? Especially when there's no evidence, she said. Huh. Elise Stefanik, what about that evidence problem? 
They have found over $10 million from China, Russia, Ukraine, and Romania funneled through the corrupt influence peddling schemes to line the pockets of the Biden crime family. The DOJ, FBI, and other federal agencies mobilized to play cover-up and attack Biden's leading political opponent, Donald Trump, in a desperate effort to distract from Joe Biden's failings. And Joe Biden has lied continuously to the American people about how he was not only aware of, but was involved with and financially benefited from his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Look around this room on these poster boards. The evidence is here. And unlike Joe Biden, the bank records do not lie. The Biden crime family sold out America and the American people have had enough. Hey, Mika, you want to rethink that comment about especially when there's no evidence? You complete and utter dipshit. By the way, just as a reminder, when they continue to mourn poor little Hunter Biden's child, his only child, Hunter Biden is in his 50s. He's not a child, though he acts like one. He's a grown man, or as my black friends always say, a grown-ass man. I don't know why black people say that all the time, but they do, and I think it's funny. He's a grown-ass man. (laughs) It's to the point, I'll tell you that. And that's what he is. He's not somebody's child. He's a loser. He's a corrupt loser. He's a drug-addicted loser. His old man is beset by mental deficiencies. Those are all facts. But he's not a kid. But thank you, Elise, for that uh, dissertation on the evidence. Is there more, Byron Donalds? Who's lying here? President Biden consistently has stated that he never discussed businesses with Hunter Biden's associates. That is a lie. Let me repeat that even for the colleagues across the aisle. It is a lie. Repeat it Our investigation has led to some alarming and eye-opening findings, which point to the president's knowledge and involvement in illegal business transactions. For example, in 2018, James Biden, the president's brother, received $600,000 in a loan from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed, failing rural hospital operator. Bankruptcy court documents suggested that James Biden received these loans based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors in the Middle East based on his political connections. Now, we all know James Biden doesn't have political connections. Joe Biden, his brother, has political connections. (laughs) Mika says, especially when there's no evidence. Especially. You effing bobblehead. How would you like to go through life as a bobblehead? That's what Mika Brzezinski is. Mika, Micah, Muka, who knows what her real name is. Just nod. Tell old Joe he's right every time he opens that idiot mouth of his. Especially when there's no evidence. (laughs) Elise Stefanik, where does the impeachment committee stand here on Biden? 
And while extreme Democrats pursued a sham impeachment of Donald Trump focused on baseless lies driven by partisan politics, House Republicans have and will continue to follow the facts, uncovering more damning evidence each and every day. This week, the House Republican Conference is unveiling an impeachment inquiry website, providing the public with a one-stop shop for updates from each of our committees and the evidence they are uncovering. It also includes a timeline, which lays out exactly what the Biden crime family did to get us to this point. Huh. Sounds like more evidence. Now, I've made it clear where I stand on impeaching Biden. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to make it look like you're Democrats and you impeach somebody just for nothing, even though this isn't for nothing. This isn't Trump. But the impeachment's worthless, is my point. Nothing can be accomplished because you will not get a conviction in the Senate. So, therefore, forget about it. What you need to do is lay out the case and let the new attorney general go after Biden. Impeachment's not what you're looking for. Conviction is. Putting his ass in jail, that's what's important. That's where we want to go with it. Jail. And I think that's the easy route. So as long as you're gathering all of this evidence and using it to build the case for the next attorney general, I'm 100% in your corner. But forget the impeachment. Even though all of the all of the evidence that you've accumulated of the crimes are all impeachable offenses, there's no question about it. But the political reality is you'll never get a conviction in the Senate. Now, if you change the Senate in the next election, that would be one thing, but Biden won't be in. So the impeachment issue needs to die a quick death. And don't waste your time impeaching Mayorkas. I know that Josh Hawley wants that. Who cares about him? If you impeached Mayorkas and you spent our tax money and wasted all of this time that you could be doing real things in Congress, they'll just appoint another Mayorkas. Do you think getting rid of Mayorkas, who's a pathological liar, is going to result in Biden appointing someone who's not a pathological liar? Everybody in that regime is a pathological liar. You have to have that on your resume, actually. So stop with show dog things. I mean, none of this makes any difference. Go after him criminally. And that can't happen until there's regime change. Until we have an administration rather than a regime. I wish the Secret Service would revolt against Biden. That would be step one. It would be interesting to see where the military stood then. Remember, Biden is ever the unifier. This is the guy who's supposed to be unifying our country and ran on the fact that he would unify it and that Donald Trump was a divider. Does this guy sound like the unifier or the divider? Remember, this was just last year. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. Have you ever heard a liar call other people liars like he does? 
Every word out of Joe Biden's mouth is a lie. And he accuses other people of lying. But that's the Democratic DNA. Project your behavior on others, especially political enemies. Have you ever heard them say one word about Donald Trump's policies not being the reason you should vote for him? No, they, they, they fear-monger you to death. He will murder people. They've said that. He will kill people as soon as he gets in. He will destroy democracy. He's an authoritarian. He's a fascist. Of course, there's not a spick of evidence that backs any of that up. But that's better for them to say because that scares the dolts in this country. The dummies who sit around twiddling their thumbs all day. Ooh, wow, I'm scared of Donald Trump. Joe Biden says I should be. So I better be. Ooh, Donald Trump's a liar. Uh-oh. The MAGA Republicans, I'm afraid of them. They're like the, the Nazis. Except you're listening to the real Nazis tell you that. The actual Nazis. How bizarre. Now, would you rather vote for that guy or this guy who isn't taking your freedoms away while Biden is taking every one of your freedoms away one by one? I will never let them take away your freedom. Never let them take it away. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. And in the end, they're not after me. They're after you. But I just happen to be standing in their way. And I will always be in their way. He's right. They're just trying to silence you. Now, they've got to silence him because, like he said, he's in their way. But he won't take away our freedoms. Don't you believe that? Does anyone think Donald Trump wants to take away your freedoms? The guy who has been the most free market guy in the entire world, who believes in freedoms of all kinds, who has a Jewish son-in-law, a Jewish daughter, and Jewish grandchildren, though he's called anti-Semitic by the left lunatics. Do you think that guy wants to take away your freedoms? Do you think that guy, that guy is some sort of a fascist? I don't think so. And you know who else doesn't think so? They don't think so. But it's pretty cool for them to tell you that that's the case. Because if they can keep making that case, they'll scare you. The, the fear-mongering will continue on and on and on and on. It never ends. And every time someone takes a poll of any kind, Biden and his gang come out looking worse and worse. More Americans than ever right now say the country's headed in the wrong direction. Just 25% of American adults think the country is headed in the right direction. Now, who those 25% are should be investigated because they should be deported. And why would you deport them, Kevin? Because they're stupid. And people who are that stupid probably need to go, right? 
I mean, I think so. I don't want those kind of people in this country. <laughs> I mean, really. That, that's just like if 25% of the people polled thought George W. Bush was a smart man, I think they should be gone. We shouldn't associate with those kind of people. 70% of American adults say the country's headed in the wrong direction. I don't know where the floating 5% are. Somewhere in the clouds, smoking their pot down in the corner. This survey was first taken in 2018. But look at where it is. 70%. In addition, the same poll said 5%. 5%. 5 out of 100 say they have a great deal of confidence in Congress. 21% say they had some confidence. So there's 26% of idiots, once again, those same 25%. 43% say they have no confidence at all. Wow. 43%. When they were asked about the biggest problems the country faces, inflation and the price of gas and groceries came in tied with jobs and the economy. Bill Clinton said it best one time. It's the economy, stupid. And if you're not paying attention to that, you're going to lose. You can call Donald Trump every name you want. You can charge him with every crime that you can imagine in your demented brain, none of which will stick, of course. You can do all of that. You're not going to win. Donald Trump had a spectacular economy. You have a terrible one. End of game. Donald Trump had non-existent inflation. Your inflation set record highs. Donald Trump left office. Gas at one point was $1.60. I think when he left office, it was around two twenty-five. It now hovers around 4 In most places, 3 now came down a little bit. And that, of course, is after Biden has depleted our strategic oil reserves in order to make it come down for a little while. That's temporary, though. And when the dust clears on that, the prices will go back up and we will have nothing in our strategic oil reserves. Wow. Only 10% care about politics and partisanship. 9% about corruption and incompetent leaders. Only 5% say immigration is the top problem. Now that's interesting because that, that bolsters what I've said about American people, that we live in a virtually illiterate country. Do they not understand how illegals pouring across this country cause the economy to go south? Do they not get that connection? Apparently not. Do they not understand that their jobs will be gone because these people will work for little or nothing? I guess they don't. If they're worried about crime, do they not understand that a lot of crimes are committed by these people? We're talking with a listener yesterday who came down to Friendly's 
who was down in the Houston area. He's an author. He writes children's books, and he was at a book signing, and he was T-boned by a driver who turned out to be an illegal alien driving a stolen car with, of course, no auto insurance and with no money. These are real stories. Now, this guy has to have surgery because of Joe Biden. So people better recognize that illegal immigration needs to be way higher. You don't realize things were so wonderful when Trump was president, and part of that reason was the border was closed. And I really do think people are are sitting back thinking, man, things are really horrible right now. But I remember a time not long ago when things were pretty damn wonderful. And that was when Donald Trump was president. I think people find it a little bit hard to swallow when you're forcing them into not voting for someone, which they're trying to do with Trump. People have a funny way of deciding who they want to vote for. Now, while Biden is stumbling his way out in Colorado talking about his Bidenomics and his green baloney, Harris was at some symposium sponsored by the New York Times. She was asked a pretty simple question that she had a real difficult time answering. And then, of course, gave it her signature cackle. You don't have a specific view on, on TikTok itself? I'm not what, on Are you on TikTok yourself? I'm not. Do you, are you not like but a boy? A voyeur? people in my family are, I'll tell you that. And you tell them to get <laughs> off? You know, you can tell young people in your family all kinds of things to do. <laughs> wow. Does she know how dangerous TikTok is? TikTok has been banned by her own government. Banned. No one that works in the government can use TikTok. It's been banned by a number of states. She has no comment on it, no opinion, and then thinks it's funny. Governor Christy Noem of South Dakota, what do you think of that? I can't believe she actually said that she wasn't going to comment on that. They literally banned it from federal devices after we took action. In South Dakota, we banned TikTok. We're the first state to do it. 30 states have done it since then, but the federal government took action and banned it too. So how can she legitimately sit there and go, yeah, I'm not going to comment. They know and they acknowledged that it is a national security threat. Grow up and have an opinion. If you're going to be the vice president of the United States, just give us an honest answer for once. That's what's so shocking to me is the way Biden and Kamala still think they have to dance around everything. The one thing this country is desperate for is the truth. Just tell the truth. We have an opinion. We banned it. We don't think it's good. All right, move on. (laughs) Grow up. Don't you get that feeling every time you hear Heels Up talk that you're listening to a child? I mean, it's almost like she goes out of her way to sound childlike. And then come the cackles, of course, of stupidity. But just the voice and the things that she says are so childish. I'm afraid I I, I can't comment on TikTok. The Chinese might not give me any more money. That's what it is. I think Christy Noam understands that. It's not even being childish. It's the fact that she is in the pockets 
of the Chinese, and so is Biden. She knows that. Their wealth comes from China. China. Mitch McConnell's wealth comes from China. So many of these crooked politicians. So you can't expect Heels Up Harris to bite the hand that feeds her. No, she simply sleeps with the guys who promote her. That's her enduring legacy. She can't change it. She slutted her way to where she is. And that will always be a reality. Now you can say, gosh, that sounds harsh. The truth does sound harsh sometimes, doesn't it? The truth is hard to hear. Most people don't want to hear it. They do not want to hear it. They will scream from the highest mountain, just tell me the truth. And then as soon as you do, they hate you for it. I think Christy Noam really believes that people want to hear the truth, but she's wrong. People don't want to hear the truth. They almost want politicians to lie to them. Oh, it feels better. Don't tell me. No, don't tell me the truth. God forbid. I'd hear some bad news and I'd have to run for cover. Are you aware of what Jack Smith is trying to pull off? This is the corrupt career loser prosecutor, the guy that keeps getting reversed uh, by higher levels of courts every time. This is the guy, the hitman that O'Biden and Merrick Garland decided to appoint to go after Donald Trump. He's a career loser, but he's now going after all of your information. If you have ever so much as liked a tweet by Donald Trump. Yes, that's right. If you even liked it. He has obtained a search warrant that he's going to have served on X, which of course is Twitter to see every user that ever interacted with Donald Trump in any way. You know, I use the term Nazi when I describe these people. And some people will say, you know, the Nazi thing is being overcooked. I think it's being underserved. These people are actual Nazis. They don't act like them. They are them. This guy is trying to obtain information on every American citizen who's ever so much as liked a tweet from President Trump. Can you imagine? That's the propaganda machine of 1930s Berlin at work right here. Is anybody getting pissed off about it? Of course not. The media loves it. They love Jack Smith. Right now, we have a very aggressive uh, prosecutor in Jack Smith. The DOJ would say we pursue justice without fear or favor. He is absolutely doing that. His aggressive approach to his personal health and exercise correlates to how he approaches his prosecution and his strategy. Jack Smith will live forever in Donald Trump's head as he sits in a prison cell for his last days. And they loved him more. Wait a minute. His personal exercise and eating habits? Who are you, some kind of a weirdo? Are you stalking the guy? I mean, it sounds like you are. 
Wow. But they love Jack Smith. His aggressive style. They applaud. This is how stupid liberals are. They applaud a guy who is looking into them. Because I'll guarantee you some of these Democrat liberals liked or retweeted something that Trump posted on Twitter. Guarantee they did. And they did it to mock him or they did it to send it to their friends. And now they are going to be the subject of Jack Smith's quote-unquote investigation. (laughs) He wants a list of every user and account who either liked or retweeted any Trump post between October of 2020 and January of 2021. With all associated logs and metadata, whichever, whatever that is, which may include, by the way, location information. I'm going to find out where you are. Now, only an activist judge would have ever okayed that search warrant. I would assume that Elon Musk will be going to court to fight it. By the way, Elon Musk has become a national hero to me. Not only did he buy Twitter and get it out of the hands of the hopelessly corrupt, but he's telling these elitists to go F yourself. And you'll hear that later in the show. He actually used those exact words because they're they're trying to destroy Twitter now since he owns it. So they're organizing advertiser boycotts. He had a message for the advertisers, which you'll hear here in a little bit. But this is what they're trying to get. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Now, this judge also ordered Twitter not to inform President Trump about this search warrant. (laughs) It is unbelievable. Smith argued with the court that notifying Trump would result in destruction of or tampering with evidence, intimidation of potential witnesses, or other serious jeopardy to an investigation or delaying of trial. Based on what? You know, judges are supposed to hear motions or cases based on evidence. There's no evidence of any of that. I've said so many times that media is our gravest danger in this country, and they are. But right there nipping at their heels are activist corrupt judges who let their own political biases determine their rulings as opposed to a sense of any justice in this country. There is no justice in this country. If you want justice, stay the fuck away from the courthouse because you won't get it there. We live in a time where the judiciary is so ungodly corrupt in this country that it's ridiculous. And that's how you have a regime that has run amok 
violating every constitutional provision in this country. Every law they deem that they don't like, they violate, and the courts back them up. Or when the courts say, "Uh uh-uh, when it gets to the highest levels of court, the Supreme Court, and they say, no, no, you can't break that law, they do it anyway. They do it anyway. Incredible stuff. Absolutely incredible stuff. So we've got now the courts joining the media as our co-gravest dangers, right? And the media just salivated over the potential knowledge of getting Trump's personal Twitter information. They were looking for all tweets created, drafted, favorited, liked, or retweeted by Donald Trump. It's just a fascinating um, sort of example of how Jack Smith is vacuuming up nearly everything. Jack Smith wanting to peer deep inside Trump's Twitter account, which the ex-president wielded like a weapon. Twitter did say, yes, there are direct messages. We'll have to wait until trial or as this investigation progresses to see if there was anything really juicy. See if there's anything really juicy. These people are nuts. They're mentally ill. They're sick and twisted without question. How about Nicole Wallace? His Twitter account, which he wielded like a weapon. What does that even mean? Did he hit somebody with it? Donald Trump said early on, and of course the media narrative became, he needs to stop using Twitter. He said early on he used Twitter because he had to. The media would not accurately portray what he was accomplishing as president. He was right, and he was right to use Twitter. And I'm still waiting to see someone who can provide me with the so-called mean tweet. Where's the mean tweet? I've never seen the mean tweet. Maybe it's out there, but I've never seen it. Good morning, Steve. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Kevin, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. Great to hear. Uh, Kevin, I just want to make a couple points here. I probably made them before and you have too, but, uh, we're coming to a point where we got an election next year that's either going to write this country or destroy it. And I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the point that if, if it don't get righted next November, I'm at the point where it's time to put the Second Amendment, which is the real reason it was written in the Bill of Rights, to work. And that is to put a militia together and to, if it becomes civil war, it becomes civil war. I, I had heard or read, I had actually read a quote, uh, I can't remember where it was, Kevin, but it was a while back. I heard Michael Flynn talking and, and one of the questions was, or one of the answers was that the military would never do that against its own government because they've basically been trained ever since they've been in the military to support their government and do stuff like that. And while I agree with that somewhat, I also believe that military members are individuals and they also have taken an oath, uh, just like worthless politicians do, to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And what they're doing right now is destroying that and trying to turn this into a communist country. 
I agree with every word you just said, Steve. And here's the issue. And this is what I wrestle with. All of that's true, except for this. They're individuals, and they do form their own opinions. But unfortunately, their opinions get formed by the media, who has people suffering from a real disease called Trump derangement syndrome. And because these people suffer from that, they wouldn't revolt against the country because they think, well, not not, not for Donald Trump we won't. Uh, That's how demented this country has become. That Donald Trump, in their mind, stands for all bad things. And and I think to myself, Donald Trump stands for everything good about this country. Yeah, that that's. I think you're talking more about the liberal mind there, though. People like you and me and and many listeners that listen to you and other podcasts and conservatives, they're not like that, Kevin. And I believe the people that have that derangement are probably the people you don't want around in this country anyway. Oh, I agree with you, but my point is a lot of them are probably in the military. Well, I I believe a lot of them are, but I also believe that a lot of them think like you and I and many listeners do. They do. That this country has gone to hell in a handbag. And, they do you know, I, I, I also believe, you remember the, uh, the Egyptian situation where the, the soldiers would not fire on their own citizens when they were protesting. I believe there's, I believe that there really is a sense of that in this country. I believe that our military, if it came down to an actual civil war, I don't believe our military would actually fire against its own citizens other than the narc the idiots that are in the military that think that the that think like the liberals do. But on the other hand, there's a number of conservatives that think like we do. So I think it would be a split situation, probably like it was back in the Civil War. You know, Robert E. Lee, here's a prime example. I mean, he was a a real general, a real uh patriot to America, but when what happened happened You've seen how his opinion changed, and he damn near won the Civil War because of it. So I believe that there's a lot of people in there like that, Kevin. And I, I think that it, it's it's just going to have to come time if this country doesn't get righted in November. These people all need to go, Kevin. These, I just can't say it enough. I mean, they really need to go, and they need to go permanently. We don't need to hear from these kind of people anymore. No, I couldn't agree more. Country- Here, here's something else to consider. When you say that, uh, you know, the, the military won't fire on their own citizens. You're right in the sense that people like you and me, the liberals have no trouble firing on their own citizens. We saw no, that on January 6th. They have no trouble shooting unarmed people yeah, that that's disagree true. with them. It doesn't phase them. It doesn't bother them. They don't call it out. They approve of it. They applaud right. it. Well, I, I agree with you, except I think that was more of the law enforcement issues that did that, not necessarily the military. I might be wrong. Well, it is, believe, it is law enforcement, but I associate the two together. Well, yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, but but I just we we know right now they would do it. Liberals would do it against conservatives if they could get away with it. Absolutely, we know that for a fact. Absolutely. So I say, hey, hey, turn the table, man. It's time for conservatives to stand up and do what's necessary. It sure if is. This, if this country don't get righted, it's time to invoke the Second Amendment, what it was really written for. And I'm glad that it's turned into a sporting situation where people have guns and like guns because I think it's a deterrent to anybody that wants to take over this country to know that there's over probably 200 million Americans with firearms. 
But the real reason of the Second Amendment was to form a militia against a tyrannical government. And that's what's going to need to have to happen if this doesn't get righted next November. Anyway, great great time talking with you, Kevin. Carpe diem. Have a good day, buddy. Carpe diem to you, Steve. Great stuff from Steve. There's no question that he's 100% right. And it is time. And I, I will tell you right now, I do my part. Whatever I can do, if someone forms a militia, call me because I'll serve whatever role they would like me to serve. If it's behind the scenes, if it's planning, if it's organizing, if it's fighting, I'll do it all. I, mean, I don't care. It's time. If, if, if this country makes the wrong decision in 2000, well, I shouldn't even say makes the wrong decision. If they're allowed to steal another election, then it's time. It's time to be George Washington. That's what we need. The problem is, in George Washington's day, the British hadn't taken over the country. They had to come over and fight. In this day, the Nazis have taken over the country. They run the country. How to get them out is the question. If we're never going to have another fair election, then we're no better than a third world dictatorship. And that's what's happening. You can see it. This this Jack Smith search warrant is so important to the basic tenets of our Constitution. And Josh Hawley knows that it is, and it's alarming to him. And this is why I'd like to see him as Attorney General. I will just say that this is the most unbelievable, incredible abuse of the First Amendment in our Constitution that we have ever seen in American history. And that's no small thing, you know, because we've had some serious abuses in the past. But look at what this administration is doing. This special counsel who's totally and completely out of control. He's obviously doing the bidding of Joe Biden. I mean, he is going after individual citizens here. Let's be clear about this. He is trying to get the records of Twitter users who just liked a tweet by Donald Trump or who retweeted a Donald Trump post. I mean, this is unbelievable stuff. And I have to tell you, it reminds me of what happened in Hong Kong, what the Chinese Communist Party did there. You know, I had the privilege of being in Hong Kong on the streets with the protesters when China was in the middle of their brutal crackdown. And do you know what they did? They turned Hong Kong into a police state. They turned every CCTV camera all over that city on the protesters. They followed them on their social media. They tracked them on their phones. When you look at what Jack Smith is doing here, it looks like the same exact thing. This is CCP tactics, communist China tactics used against the American people all in service of going after this president's political opponent. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. How how eerie is that, the comparison he made to Hong Kong? That is scary, man. But it gets scarier. What are we witnessing in this country, Senator Hawley? This is this is what how a police state behaves. I cannot emphasize this enough. I mean, this is the abuse of government power deliberately against anybody, anybody who disagrees with them, anybody who offers a political viewpoint they don't like. They have you censored. They have you tracked. They have you followed. This is absolutely outrageous. And the answer to this is people need to start getting impeached for this stuff. 
Alejandro Mayorkas, he needs to be impeached, the Homeland Security Director. Christopher Wray at the FBI, his FBI violated the First Amendment. There need to be consequences. But what we're seeing right now is, is as you say, it is silence. Nothing that's a bigger threat to democracy than this. And the problem, we all agree that Mayorkas and Wray needs to be need to be impeached. We all agree with that. But you can't do it. The partisanship is so outrageous in Congress now that if they have power in the Senate, and by power I mean the majority, they're never going to do it. So it's a waste of time, it's a waste of energy, it's a waste of money to even attempt it. You can never get anyone expelled through impeachment in this country unless you control both houses or both chambers. That's all you, it's just a fact of life. It's a waste of time. It's political theater, which is what the Democrats specialize in. They can't get anything accomplished, so let's impeach Trump. They have no ideas, no fresh ideas. Let's impeach Trump. Have the courts gone along with Biden and his criminality, Senator Hawley? There's a pattern here, too. I mean, we now have courts have said, federal courts, have said that this administration has deliberately violated the First Amendment by coercing and working with social media companies. This is the president deliberately and directly ordering his White House to go to Twitter, to go to Facebook, to go to Instagram, and to pressure them to censor speech they don't like, to take down posts about school board meetings, about COVID, uh, about uh, election issues, about the Hunter Biden laptop, And he ignores the courts. This is the point we made earlier. The courts ruled against Biden in his student tuition excuse. I I can't say forgiveness because it's not forgiven. The banks are getting paid. They're just getting paid by us. But the courts said you can't do this. And Biden's doing it anyway. And one of these judges... Judge Beryl Howell is a liberal judge, a liberal activist. She has no business being on any bench. She needs to simply work for the Democrat National Committee. She is the worst thug that has handed down the harshest sentences in the January 6th fiasco. She is responsible for people getting lengthy jail sentences for nothing, for disagreeing. Mike Davis, the founder of the Article 3 Foundation. Who is Judge Beryl Howell? She is a highly partisan actor. She's an Obama judge. She used to work as a Democrat staffer on the Senate Judiciary Committee for the chairman, Patrick Leahy. She was a former federal prosecutor with Loretta Lynch and Andrew Weissman. She co-authored a legal paper with Andrew Weissman from the Mueller probe. She supervised the Mueller probe. She's been the harshest sentencer of January 6th defendant. She even pressured the DOJ to sentence them more harshly. She seized a congressman's phone, which was overturned by the D.C. Circuit. She made Trump's attorneys turn over attorney-client privilege records and didn't give them time to appeal before she made them turn them over. And now she's going after Twitter with an illegal warrant with Jack Smith to get all these records that the government is not entitled to have. She is a left-wing activist. She's the one who okayed the search warrant. Can you believe this? This 
woman should recuse herself from anything to do with any political case because she's a political activist. She's not a judge. She doesn't belong on the bench. She's a disgrace to the bench. She's a disgrace to the legal profession. But, of course, appointed by Obama. Incredible stuff, isn't it? Michael Schellenberger, who came from the left, he was a reporter after all, so they're all lefties, but he got wise and he recognized what was going on. And now we have a whistleblower coming forward with this censorship, I guess I'll call it committee for lack of a better description, that they're coming after everything about us. Well, this is really very quite sinister. I mean, you see, these are some of the most high-powered, supposedly cybersecurity experts in the world who come out of military intelligence. It's Israeli, British, the United States, claiming that they're just volunteering their time to work on cybersecurity. What they were really doing is creating a censorship industrial complex, a censorship apparatus to censor ordinary Americans for disfavored speech. They described it as a kind of pollution and this is a really missing period that we had. It was 2019, of course, it was before the pandemic. And we didn't know what was going on. We knew 2018 was the year that they really ginned up this idea that Russia influenced the election. Of course, nobody believes that anymore. We know that's not the case. And then we saw this uh, app, the censorship really start in 2020 in earnest. But really, 2019 turned out to be a key year where they were organizing this. Yeah, they were organizing it. They sure were. And what's amazing about these censorship efforts, Michael Schellenberger? Yeah, what's amazing is the desperation to reinstate the censorship that existed before Elon Musk bought Twitter, now rebranded X. These guys are absolutely desperate. They keep calling them names. They keep ginning up various crises. Um, they can't stand the amount of freedom that exists on the Twitter platform right now, on the X platform. And so now they've organized advertiser boycotts. They're spreading disinformation about what's going on online. You know, I mean, I think the fact people have to be reminded, you know, that that the United States of America, the First Amendment, our Supreme Court, we have the freest speech in the world. That's why people are wanting to come to the United States. That's what's so special about the United States. And you mentioned earlier, you know, those of us that came from the left, we remember when liberals used to want free speech. Now we're seeing an absolute desperation, a kind of hatred of having of, of among many progressives of having to listen to different points of view, and they want to stomp it out online. It's shocking how relentless they are, and it's even more disturbing the ties to FBI, Department of Homeland Security, to making demands on social media platforms to engage in this kind of censorship. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. I've never seen anything like it either in my lifetime. I never thought we'd see anything like it, but we're witnessing it. It's happening. It's not going to happen. It's not a hanging thread out there like a hanging chad. It's not that we think, gosh, the future doesn't look good. It's the present. It is happening. And if you live in denial, that's where you reside. But it's happening. And it, 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 not too long a time, it's going to be too late to overturn it. As for Elon Musk, Michael Schellenberger pointed out that they've tried now to, these cyber people have tried to organize boycotts, advertiser boycotts for Twitter. Elon Musk was at the same symposium that Heels Up Harris was at. And when he was asked a question about not caring about having advertisers, he was honest, transparent, as subtle as a punch in the nose. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? 
If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I, I hope it is. Hey, Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob. That is a classic. <laughs> the guy goes, what? Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? It is a beautiful thing when you're as wealthy as he is that you can't bribe him. Even though we know that a lot of these wealthy people are bribable. He's not one of them. And I've had my criticisms of Lindsey Graham on this show forever. I think he's a weak coward. But he's had enough. When a Lindsey Graham has had enough, you know it's time. And he understands when it comes to this Israeli support that the Congress is withholding unless they can couple it with money for Ukraine. That sends Lindsey Graham into an anger fit. And he understands that Democrats are actually opposed to Israel, border security, and everything else that's good. Ten Democratic senators wrote a letter uh, opposing efforts to uh, provide border security, opposing policy changes that would secure our border. Governor Abbott, if you're watching, do me a favor. Make it real to those 10 senators in their states, which you've been dealing with in Texas. Instead of sending them all to New York, why don't you look at the states in question? Uh, uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Oregon. Governor Abbott, make it real to these 10 senators what it's like to live with a broken border. Send thousands of illegal immigrants to make it real to the politicians who oppose uh, border security. The Democratic position is remain in Texas. They're okay with Texas being overrun. Governor Abbott, send busloads of legal immigrants to these senators so they will understand what it's like to live with a broken border. Carp. DM to Lindsey Graham. I don't say that very often, but he's right. Don't just send hundreds, send thousands to those 10 states. Target them. Make those senators feel it. How could you, in good conscience, sign off on a letter that claims you want this border to stay the way it is? Only corrupt people want that. Desperate people. Desperate for power. They've got to remain in office. It is incredible, really. And the Democrats are the ones who are anti-Semitic. Lindsey Graham knows that, and he also knows what we should do in terms of the money support for Israel. The Democratic Party supports the Palestinians over the Israelis for the first time in polling last year. So this effort by my Democratic colleagues to put restrictions on money going to Israel to defend themselves is sick and absurd. This call for a ceasefire uh, is nuts. What would we have said to a group that asked us to have a ceasefire after 9-11, we told them to go to hell. So here's what I say to my Democratic colleagues. Support Israel without uh, conditions. Allow them to destroy Hamas uh, before it's too late for the Jewish state. Stand with Israel. Reject Hamas. Tell all these crazy people to shut up. Couldn't agree more. Shut up. All you lunatics out there protesting, shut the F up. You terrorist sympathizers. And I think 
because you have these terrorist sympathizers and you have these lunatics who, like the Holocaust deniers, are somehow denying that October 7th took place and that the horrors that we know were true didn't even happen. What should we do about that, Lindsey Graham? I'm going to call people at Fox tomorrow and beg them to put on the air uh, some of the videos so you can see for yourself what happened to the Jewish people. You can see that on October the 7th, 2023, 80 years after the Warsaw Uprising in Poland, Hamas wants to kill all the Jews for religious reasons. The Nazis wanted to kill all the Jews because of racial reasons. I never thought I would live to see a Holocaust survivor who survived the Nazi terror to be killed by Hamas in Israel. We live in dangerous and sick times. Uh, I am begging Fox to air the footage so the American people can see what Israel is facing. No conditions on Israel aid. To my friends in Israel, do what you need to do as long as it takes to defend your country. To the Palestinian people, turn on Hamas. Kick them out. Carpe quadruple diem, Lindsey Graham. Everything he said makes sense. Everything he said. And you know what's sickening to me? People were bamboozled by this idiot Schumer going up in the Senate yesterday and giving this impassioned speech about anti-Semitism. Now, he's Jewish. Uh, he's a New York Jewish guy who has waited how long? October 7th until November 29th to say anything about the rampant anti-Semitism that has been carried on in this country, in the streets in this country, Chuck Schumer was mum. He decides he'll go ahead and, and give this speech yesterday, which some people thought was good. But Chuck Schumer is the perfect example of a guy who runs his big mouth but does nothing to back it up. After running his big mouth about all the horrors that are taking place against Jews, he then had an opportunity to send money to Israel, and he blocked it. Why? Because the Republicans wouldn't allow it to be attached to more money for Ukraine. And now Chuck Schumer will turn around and tell you that it's Republicans that don't want to send money to Israel, not Chucky Schumer. No, not the Jewish man who stood up there and told you how anti-Semitic people are. And then when he had a chance, he's the anti-Semite. A Jewish guy who's an anti-Semite. Amazing. The stuff we're seeing, when we always say, we never thought we'd see this in the United States, it's well beyond that. Here's a Jewish guy giving this passionate speech against anti-Semitism, and he's an anti-Semite. He won't help the Jewish people, and he has the power to do so. Wow. And if you don't believe what happened on October 7th, and you're one of those psychopaths, or you're one of those people who say, no, 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 you're overstating it. Everybody believes what happened. We all know what happened. Do they? Here are some Hamas sympathizers at the Oakland City Council in California last night. The terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? To hear them complain about Hamas violence 
is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Wow. I, I, all I can say is wow. Those people need to be in a nut house. Not prison, a nut house. Because they're nuts. They're nuts. Dr. Kanta Ahmed is a senior fellow. What do you think of these people? The ignorance and hatred is completely astounding. It's important now. We're approaching almost two months since October 7th. We need to consecrate this as a fact that October 7th was a genocide against the Jewish people, against the Israeli people. That needs to be said not only on television, but in the halls of Congress, in hearings at Congress and in Senate. This is exactly what Eisenhower warned about after the Holocaust. Its denial would quickly lead to propaganda. And what you're seeing is pro-Hamas propaganda. Hamas is a foreign terrorist organization as per the United States, the U.S., 15 European countries, Israel. So this cannot be tolerated. This is actually terrorist sympathies occurring in a state body, in a council. Carpe diem, Dr. Kanta Ahmed. Those people are nuts. How about the guys comparing it to a wife beater? who criticizes his wife for finally standing up to him, as if Hamas is standing up to something Israel did. What did Israel ever do? I love this claim by Rashida Tlaib that Israel somehow is occupying. They're occupiers. They're not occupying anything. By the way, the country is called Israel. It isn't called Palestine. So you should be thanking God that the Israelis gave you a strip of land out of their country. A death of a political giant took place yesterday. Henry Kissinger died, a 100 years old. We'll let Robert Charles, a former Assistant Secretary of State, describe what Kissinger meant and what he was. Kissinger is almost hard to put into anything like a soundbite. He was a titanic figure uh, in the second half of the 19th century, as your reports have indicated, really guiding and helping shape major issues for decades. He had four or five standout uh, qualities. I mean, and and more than that, he he had four or five issues that he really defined. Uh, The end of the Vietnam War, some blamed him for not ending it faster, but the end of the Vietnam War and the Paris Accords uh, really were his work, which is why he got the Nobel Peace Prize. He did open China. He didn't get much for opening China, but he did open China, and and really uh, modern China wouldn't be there today without Kissinger, for better and for worse. Um, he was very he, he invented the idea of shuttle diplomacy. The idea at the in October of seventy three, you had the Yom Kippur War in seventy four and seventy five. Egyptian and Syrian troops were tangled up still with the Israeli troops, and he went back and forth between Egypt and Israel in order to finish off and try to tidy up and get that ended. And then finally, probably his sort of capstone, um, his capstone in many ways was detente and the idea that he could apply ideas that he had studied uh, back at Harvard, uh, the idea of studying Metternich and the balance of superpowers or big powers or great powers, uh, and he would apply that to the Soviet Union and the United States. An interesting take on Kissinger, 100 years old. People sought his opinions in the political world, both Republican and Democrats. Uh, there were plenty of people who were critical of Kissinger. So not a polarizing figure, but w- one who wanted to, p- in some ways, placate the Russians 
unlike Ronald Reagan, who said exactly what they were. May he rest in peace. Unlike a little boy who's nine years old in Kansas City who can't live in peace because of the liberal psychopathic social media people, the cowardly group of this country. A black racist bigot who writes for Deadspin, another bigoted operation, who came out and criticized a little nine-year-old boy for wearing face paint to the Kansas City Chiefs game, his favorite team. Half of his face painted black, half painted red with a headdress on. In case the black bigot at Deadspin didn't quite get it, people, fans, paint their face, their team's colors all the time. At games, they do it. I painted my little son, Troy, when the Rams first came to town. He wanted his face painted blue and gold, so we did, and we had fun. If the Raiders were the team that came to St. Louis, I would have painted it gold and sil- golden, uh, excuse me, black and silver. Does that mean I would have been a racist or a a nine-year-old boy would have been a racist? That's how nutty these people are. And this guy's a bigot. He's a black bigot. That's all he is. Nothing more, nothing less. Deadspin believes giving a voice to black bigots is perfectly fine. They'd never give a voice to a white bigot, but a black bigot's perfectly fine. And this little boy appeared on Fox News last night with his father. He described how it was how it was going for him, and he just wanted to give him a hug. It's okay because a lot of kids at school are getting excited, but it's starting to get me a little nervous because if they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. The damage is already done. It's, you know, worldwide. That was his father. The damage has already been done. He's right. It's a little scary for the little boy, he said, because in case these people go overboard, and some have already, with death threats on social media, it's how nuts people are. I love listening to Sage Steele in times like this, and Sage Steele understands that racism sells. These companies, whether it be Deadspin or ESPN or many other places, are hiring reporters who are focusing just on race, race and sport. If they don't create these narratives and go after nine-year-old kids, they don't have a job. There's no money in it. I think we should be celebrating a nine-year-old kid who's out there being a kid. He's not in his video games or on his iPhone or doing something bad. He's cheering for his team. Carpe quadruple diem sage steel. She's black, by the way. She's a mulatto. I shouldn't say she's black. She has, she's part black. And she doesn't pull any punches. She's exactly right. These are race hucksters. That's all they are, race baiters. They make their money off race. If they couldn't make their money off race, they wouldn't have a job. It's that simple. If ESPN couldn't make money off race, they wouldn't have a network. I don't know about you, but when I hear all of these things that go on during the course of the day and this idiot that's in the White House, I miss this guy so much when he stood up to that coward from CNN, Jim Acosta. Just sit down, please. Well, when you when you report fake news, no, when you report fake news, which CNN does a lot, you are the enemy of the people. (laughs) Carp. Diem President Trump, sit down. (laughs) 
Oh, it's too good. By the way, here's the ultimate irony. That little kid in Kansas City, it turns out that he's a member of an Indian tribe. His Either his grandpa or his great-grandpa was a chief, an actual chief, not a Kansas City chief. It just gets better and better for that stooge black bigot from Deadspin. Now you're criticizing a kid who's actually got Indian heritage. Not like Pocahontas does. Real Indian heritage. Elon Musk, tell me again what you want to say to the advertisers who are going to threaten you. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. (laughs) Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob is my favorite. Uh, and I, I quite possibly have missed out, but I don't, I'm not quite sure what the reference was. But it's, it's beautiful. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Probably a friend of his. Or, or, oh, no, no. I know who it is. Now I know who it is. It's Bob Iger. It just hit me. Iger is the Disney chairman who's trying to organize the boycott of advertising on Twitter. Do you know how many people would have said that to Iger? Two. Elon Musk and Donald Trump. Go fuck yourself. Hey, Bob. (laughs) We are desperate in this country for more Elon Musks and more Donald Trumps. Desperate. True leaders who, by the way, happen to have enough money, it's the only reason they can do it, to be able to tell those people to go F themselves. But it's beautiful. Bob Iger, what a low-rent scumbag he is. Beautiful stuff, Elon Musk. we got to love you. You know who else we love? We love Mike Bellota. And we love him because his auto and home, life, and business insurance is the best you can find. Mike has been with State Farm for 34 years. My son called me last week. I've told this story several times now. And in 10 minutes' time, he said he had a new car policy and a new homeowner's policy. I said, well... I could use that if it's good enough, if I can save money. So lo and behold, I call Mike Belota, 314-579-9789, 314-579-9789, and I have a deal with him in that period of time. That's how quick it happens. We had a new auto policy and a new home insurance policy. Mike Belota, B-A-L-O-T-A, you can email him, mike at mikebelota.com. I saved multiple hundreds of dollars, as my son did. You can use that money for a lot of things, multiple hundreds every six months, because that's how I pay my car insurance. So I just sock it away, pretend I didn't make anything, and then there I am at vacation time. I've got extra money. Mike's been at it for 34 years. He has a team of six people that support him, and I'll tell you what, they support you. So if you have a claim and you're in trouble somewhere, you get in a car accident or something, or your house has a house fire in the middle of the night, you make a call, you get somebody. You don't have to worry about getting a dead end on the other side of that phone line. That's really something that gives me peace of mind and is very important to me. Service after the sale. Mike Belota, State Farm Insurance, 314-579-9789. I think you owe it to yourself to make the call. Just find out if your health, or excuse me, if your auto insurance 
or your home insurance or your business's insurance is the best it can be at the right price, get yourself some peace of mind. I do that with Jordan Krugman on health insurance. Do the same with Mike Belota on home insurance and car insurance. 314-579-9789. He's licensed in both Missouri and Illinois. So if you're in Illinois, don't worry. He's yours too. Or email him, mike at mikebelota.com. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come right back with your calls on the other side, 636-348-4460.
And a good welcome back. <laughs> That's what it is, a good welcome back. We welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Thursday morning right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court, 636-348-4460. If you'd like to weigh in on any of our topics uh, this morning, our good friends at stl-cars.com had another great week so far. They told me yesterday, many of our listeners are calling, to inquire about the easiest way to purchase a vehicle, whether it is a car, an SUV, a truck. It doesn't matter. They have them all. It's so simple. Just go to the website, stl-cars.com. Do what I've done. I've purchased three vehicles from them through the years. My son just purchased an SUV. Go to the website. Look at over a 1,000 vehicles. Here's how long it takes you to get a new car. Pick the one you want. Then call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want to pay for it, and he'll do the rest. It's that simple. Now you say, well, Kevin, what if I don't really want any of those 1,000 vehicles? Then call or text him and tell him, here's what I really want, Don. It's got this little extra on it, and this is what I need. 314 626 Three two five one. Then tell him again what you want to pay for it, and then he'll use his vast network around the country that he has, and he can bring that car to you, or that SUV, or that truck. My last uh, car came from Tennessee, an SUV. My son's SUV, Alabama. A friend of mine, a truck he got from Ohio. Another friend of mine, I got a truck from Texas. A couple of listeners, one got theirs from Florida, one from New England. He's got it all over the place. And it can help you. 314-626-3251, stl-cars.com. It, does, it really literally doesn't get any easier. I don't know of anything in the world that's that easy. But I like it. It works for me, baby. I am here to tell you. It works for me. We love lunatic liberals because they provide us with high comedy. Keith Olbermann is one such nutcase. Uh, he is the currently deranged podcaster, formerly with MSNBC. Uh, he rage quit Twitter this week, and his rage quit lasted less than 24 hours. Now, a lot of these left-wingers apparently do this all the time. They can't stand the fact that they can't control Twitter anymore, but they also can't live without it. So when Oberman came back, he actually insisted that he hadn't left. Of course, it's predictable that this idiot would return. But he made a grand proclamation that he was going to stop posting on Twitter. He said it was anti-Semitic, that Elon Musk was anti-Semitic. So he walked out saying, I won't be posting here anymore. Now, that was shortly after 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. By 11 a.m. Wednesday morning, 
the Dark Lord had returned. He couldn't resist even for one moment trying to suck all of the air out of the room. He is unbelievable. Now, in this particular one, he was responding to Colorado Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and her farewell message to him. Um, Apparently, her farewell message to him was this when he said he was leaving. Keith Olbermann, who used his platform to falsely claim my own mother was marching in the Capitol on January 6th, is leaving Twitter again because he feels Elon Musk is a conspiracy theorist. Hard to think of a man who has spewed more false and useless drivel on here than Keith. So, <laughs> so when this crybaby came back, um, Olbermann says, less than 24 hours after he quit, get a grip on yourself, Lauren Boebert, or on some random stranger in the theater. What a perv this guy is. Um, he says, also, I'm sorry you can't read, but I never said I was leaving Twitter. I wrote I was no longer posting new material here except for dogs in need. Well, what's the difference between no longer posting and leaving? What are you telling us? You're just going to read what everybody says and not say anything? He says, I never said anything about replies, especially not to half-witted congresswomen who can't handle themselves in public. Oh, he really thinks he's funny, doesn't he? Keith Olbermann is one of the worst pieces of shit this country's ever produced. He really is. He's disgusting. Everything about that guy is sickening. And, not coincidentally, two of his previous employers were ESPN and MSNB Hee <laughs> Does that not say it all? But he's such a liberal, he kept getting fired by them. How bad do you have to be as a liberal lunatic to get fired by liberal lunatic networks? That alone is telling. But he's nuts. Keith Olbermann is truly, and and I say this about a lot of these liberals, they're truly insane. I would bet if they would just allow a psychiatrist to examine them, It would be spectacular, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you like to be the psychiatrist who was granted access to Oberman's head? I would. Now, some people say, well, I wouldn't want to be in there. But I would because I would, I would want to find out what makes someone this nuts. I mean, Keith Oberman's truly insane. I want to hear, what is it? Is there something that we can trace so that we can prevent other people from going loony bin like that? He's full-on loony. He always has been. Always has been. Completely nuts. As as are any of the other liberals. And I know you might think, well, I have a friend who's a liberal. They're not that bad. Yeah, they are. They're just keeping it from you. They want you to be their friend. But let me tell you something. When push comes to shove, they'd cut you in the throat. I mean, they, they just don't care. Liberals don't care about anybody. They're not compassionate people. Just quite the opposite. They don't believe in laws. The rule of law doesn't apply to them. Never does. Biden's lawyers wrote a letter to Jim Jordan in it. They said, we've seen you clo- close door sessions to manipulate 
even distort the facts and misinform the public. That's why they don't want Hunter to go behind closed doors. Even though Raskin insisted that Steve Bannon do that, what's good for the goose is never good for the liberal gander. We therefore propose opening the door. Oh, well, they, they've said they will. They will open the door after he gives his deposition. And I understand why. First of all, I don't want to sit and watch 10,000 pages of discovery be discussed. Who does? The answer is nobody. But the real reason that they want to open the doors, as we said yesterday, is to try to paint a sympathetic figure of Hunter Biden. Remember, this guy's in his 50s, and they continually try to paint him as some kid, a wayward child, you know, like your 14-year-old or your 18-year-old who gets in trouble at school or who tries marijuana and gets caught. They want you to think that that's the level of guilt and wrongdoing that he has committed. I think when Elon Musk sent his message out to Bob Iger, he was sending it to people like the Bidens, too. But remember, as I say, not only does Abby Lowell, Hunter Biden's lawyer, want him to appear to be this childlike figure, this wayward little boy, but the media does, too. Remember, I played it earlier. Mika Buzinski, the bobblehead of Joe Scarborough, the morning joke. Voters know Joe Biden, and that's the problem here. To your point, uh, every family knows or struggles with mental health challenges Lie. or knows someone who has struggled and Lie. suffered, as Hunter has, and has done things that are against their core values. Every family is struggling in some way. Another thing voters are, many of them, parents. And when you go after Joe Biden's son, as you pointed out, the reason why it was such a turnoff is because it not only was it his son, this is remaining son. Like, how sick can you be? Especially when you don't have any evidence. <laughs> how sick can you be? Especially when you don't have any evidence. Of course, the evidence is everywhere. And everybody knows that. The Twitter followers of President Trump, these are just the followers now, not people that have retweeted what he has said or liked what he said. These are his actual followers that Jack Smith wants to gain access to, wants all of their information with his search warrant. Over 87.5 million people in the United States. That's what your government is trying to get. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And they've got a judge who thinks it's okay. That wildly corrupt Beryl Howell, that's her name. She thinks it's okay for the government to have all of your information if you happen to be a follower of Donald Trump. Wow. Well, we'll leave it there for today, folks. But we're back fighting the good fight at noon in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show. We'll be live at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri. On Bryan Road, we'll have Monster Energy Drink swag to give away. So come on out, have a great lunch, watch any sports that you want to watch on the giant 150-inch flat-screen projection TV, other flat screens to watch whatever else you want, a horseshoe-shaped bar, a lot of games to play, a lot of fun to have at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri on Bryan Road. We will be there this afternoon. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. 